Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, Ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my, it's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others, here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I'm here with my co-host, Patricia Kirkman. PK, how are you tonight? Well, I'm fine, except I sound very froggy. Oh. I have a reason, and I explain it to everybody. How about that for a change? Wow, that sounds interesting. (laughs) Very interesting. Yeah, well, we've talked about September being a review of the entire year, and we've heard we've talked about that before. But the thing that we haven't paid attention to is because we're in a universal five year, everything is doubling up, double the energy. Our personal years doesn't matter what it is; everything's getting doubled, redone, quick fix, quick changes. And the one major issue that goes with five, that I'm in, I'm in a five personal year, I were in a five universal year, but the key link is the five chakra, which is the throat. And obviously, I can attest to that because I sound like froggy. Mm-hmm. So in five years, you're going to find that these things are going to be very problematic. Best thing you could do is get some throat lozenges, some lemon and honey, some warm tea, things of that nature. That will help. But there's nothing you can really do about it because everything is emphasized to the nth degree. With this five, everything's for quick fix, quick and sudden changes. And to add to this, I'm going to give you a heads up a little early because Mercury is going to be going retrograde around the 27th. And it will last until the 18th of October. Now, you may want to start making preparations for this because... This, as I said, the year and this month has been all about major changes, good to bad, bad to good. So anything that you need to do this year prior to the retrograde, go get a good health checkup if you can. And health checkups also include our car, computers, or anything dealing with electronics because that's going to be the area that's going to take the biggest hit. That's part of what we've got going. So hold tight wide the side of the way because it's going to be a bumpy road because everything is about these major changes and we're not in control. Everything seems to be controlling us. It does. And it it does seem like a lot of people who have a pretty expansive consciousness lately have run into some major surprises that were unpleasant. So like you mentioned last time, you know, be careful driving, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Just 
really take your time, I think you, you suggested to people, and I thought that was great advice because we sometimes get behind the wheel of the car, we're in a rush, off we go, and then we run into more trouble that way. So I like that well, piece of advice. When we take a look at the year is all about major changes, speed, and a quick turnover. The month is the same thing. So we have doubled everything up. So we're having a harder time to get our balance. And it's also, like I said this time, also involving, involving the fifth chakra, which is the throat. And people need to pay attention to what they say and how they say what they say. People seem right. to take offense to things very quickly, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Yep. Well, this is all good to know so we can get ready for the Mercury retrograde, make sure everything that we need to do is done by then. And I also want to suggest to everybody, if you didn't hear the show last week with Katrina Rasbold, you should go take Mm -hmm. a listen because that book that she just wrote, Uncrossing, is a great handbook about curses, hexes, and psychic attacks and what to do, how to protect Mm -hmm. yourself, how to clear yourself. It was a wonderful show, wasn't it? I mean, Katrina's just one of the best. It was definitely one of the best that we've dealt with because she not only has so much information to give us, but she gives us good outlines of how come and what fors and gets our attention. We can't help but pay attention with the way she puts it. Yeah, she is excellent at what she does, and that book is great. I also wanted to mention that The Andresen Affair is now in audiobook form. So, you guys, if you like to listen to books, then feel free to to get yours, because The Andreasen Affair, which first came out in 1980, was a New York Times bestseller, was went into reprint, and Red Wheel Wiser then went ahead and had it also turned into an audiobook. So please go ahead if you'd prefer to listen to your books, and that's a great one to pick up. And, of course, I have to mention, again, one of my favorite books of all time. We just had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, Lon Milo Duquette, and his book, right. My Life with the Spirits. It is one of the all-time greats. It's been around for a while, and it is, it's, people love it. It's been very popular. But I like to bring it back to people's attention because it's Lon's personal experience and as a magician and his failings as a magician, it's hilarious. It's laugh out loud funny. And I think we all need some humor at this time of the year. And, of course, with everything going on, we need to laugh a little bit. And My Life with the Spirits is one of those books that you will never forget once you read it. But it's just so entertaining, just as Lon is, because he writes the way he talks. And I highly recommend that book for everybody to lighten everything up. So, anyways, just, again, great, great stuff. And there's another audio book coming out soon, and that is Paul Blake Smith, President Eisenhower's Close Encounters. That will be coming out also in the next three to four months. You'll be able to get that as an audio book as well. So lots of good things that you can do during Mercury retrograde when you don't want to leave your house. So <laughs> you don't dare leave the house these days. Good grief. Yeah. 
So lots of changes but, in the world, lots of things happening, lots of questions being raised about so many things. And so it's good to do your own research, everybody. Really check things out. Just don't take the narrative. Go a little deeper, go a lot deeper, and look at what's really happening. Look at the choices that you're making. Make sure you're comfortable with them. Don't let anybody push into anything. Do what feels right to you. So tonight we have a tremendous show. One of our favorite people is with us tonight, Tom Palladino. And he's an expert and an inventor. Now, here's the thing. Our world, it would have been very different had Nikolai Tesla's inventions been allowed to be understood and established. Now, what was really possible with Tesla's innovations and who else discovered scalar capabilities only to be thrown into obscurity while we became slaves to corporations owning energy? Well, that's what we're going to find out about tonight, because Tom has been researching this his whole life. He is an expert. He is an inventor himself. He has a technology that is extremely powerful and effective, and he'll share more about that later in the show. So we are so pleased to have him here. Tom, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you so much, ladies. a pleasure to be here. I look forward to a fluid conversation as usual. Thank you. (laughs) Well, we can guarantee you that. And we're thrilled to have you here because it seems so appropriate at this point in our planet's history to be talking about this again. This is very important information, and I'm going to turn it over to you, and you can start with whatever you'd like to start with regarding these innovations and inventions that we think started with Tesla, but there's other people involved, too. Yes, yes, there are. Well, tonight it's, it's going to be a message of hope. So let, let's all pick up our spirits and, and let's, let's um, look at the world from that perspective. Um, we're going to speak about hope, and we're going to uh, speak about how technology can help us live a, a better and a what I would consider a more uh, comfortable lifestyle. And we're going to speak about uh, uh, scalar energy as a technology. And this technology will offer so much promise to mankind. This technology will solve so many of our problems. So with that in mind, let's, let's uh, consider this technology, scalar light. What am I referring to? It's not electricity. When I refer to scalar energy, it's a different type of energy than that of electricity. It's from the stars. It's star energy. And the key is that this is an infinite supply of energy. Now, how is that going to improve our lifestyle? Well, everything that we try to accomplish today, so much of what we try to accomplish today, involves energy, energy production and energy distribution. So with that in mind, if I can speak of a new type of energy, a new source of energy that can lift the burden from us, this new type of energy, scalar energy, will essentially catapult mankind forward. Any type of invention is a benefit to mankind. What I propose is that scalar energy will be of such a potential for mankind and offer mankind a new way of living. And we'll explore that, and and I mean that quite frankly. Scalar energy offers mankind a new way of living. It's a new lifestyle. 
And it's going to be the difference between night and day, so to speak. So let me start with this narrative by saying I believe there have been great scientists, and many of them have been overlooked, and perhaps, perhaps by design. One of them was a man by the name of Nikola Tesla, a great inventor, who emigrated to the United States, and Tesla, Tesla um, began with AC electricity, with alternating current. And he was the father, if you will, of AC electricity. And as you ladies well know, that he, mm-hmm. he gave the world, along with Edison and Westinghouse, this new paradigm, AC electricity, but he was really at the forefront of this movement, AC electricity. Now, without Tesla's inventions and that of other uh, notable scientists, we would not have the ease and the comfort. And once again, I'm going to go back to my initial statement. This is a message of hope. We're looking at a way to improve our lifestyle. And what we're looking at with people like Tesla is an invention AC electricity to improve our lifestyle, to improve our well-being. And then we're going to look at Tessa's second career and that of a scalar energy researcher and how scalar energy will someday replace AC electricity. So the new paradigm that we're going to concentrate tonight is on scalar energy. And I guarantee you people this will solve so many of our problems, and this will lead us into the golden age, so to speak. So without further ado, um, my name is Tom Palladino, and I've spent my life pursuing that design of scalar energy, the, the design to bring to the world this new technology. And, and it's so important because right now we're stuck. There are so many problems that this world faces, and we're stuck. And what I am proposing is that this new technology will, again, solve so many of our problems. But can you tell us, Tom, a little bit about the difference between the scalar wave and what we have now? What is the big difference? I know you said it's unlimited, so that's a big difference. And it also isn't a fossil fuel, so it doesn't rob resources from our planet. But what is it? What is scalar? It's star energy. That's a good point. It's star energy. Now, when when we look at our existing way of powering the world with fossil fuels, with nuclear power, with wind, all of that is derived from the stars, from the sun. So why don't we just go back to the source, which is the sun and the stars? So Tessa... Uh, was able to capture what he called radiant energy, which is really star energy, and which is all around us. And this is the key point. We no longer have to drill for oil. We don't have to uh, um, create, manufacture any type of uh, uh, what I would consider an infrastructure around the production of energy, whether it's a, a, a substation or telephone wires. What Tesla proposed was a wireless transmission of energy. Tesla would capture star energy, and then his tower, a scalar energy tower, would send energy throughout the world without wires, 
and that energy would be safe, clean. There would be no carbon footprint. It would not have any radioactive character. So this is what we're looking at in the future, a, a free, clean source of energy. And in that way, we can address the energy shortage. We can address what is considered climate change and, and global warming. We can address the fact that many people don't have the means for the proper proper energy generation for the energy production, if this is free, and it is, it's from the stars, then all you need to do is to capture that star energy and then, and then, if you will, parse it out to those factories, those homes in need of it at pennies on the dollar, pennies on the dollar. Now, if the world would have embraced Tesla's technology in his day, Tesla was able to transmit energy from towers, a wireless transmission of energy, free energy. He, he created a tower, erected a tower in Long Island, New York, that was able to broadcast this scalar energy free of charge to anybody in the world. Tesla developed a car, a scalar energy car. He took the motor out of the car. The car had no combustion whatsoever, and the car ran on star power scalar energy power. Tesla was able to use instruments, uh, scalar energy instruments to improve human health. All of this is free energy. All of this is rather easy to operate. Once you control that fundament, once you control scalar energy, you can control nature. Tesla envisioned using scalar energy as an anti-gravity means of propulsion. You can overcome gravity by a scalar energy instrument, and you can move about freely. And that would be safe travel. That would be convenient travel. That would be the most efficient way to travel, by way of anti-gravity. Now, I know the mind reels with the possibilities here, but I've studied this throughout my life, and various researchers have followed in the footsteps of Tessa and have recreated a, a power generator and have recreated anti-gravity instruments and have created, um, if you will, other mechanisms to power homes and cars and schools and factories by way of scalar energy without the encumbrance of the existing electromagnetic grid, the grid system that we're so dependent upon. It's the they game changer. Break we're down for. at any moment and cause disasters. Also, yes, because that's yes. one of the concerns that we have now. Mm. That we are very vulnerable. Our our grids are antiquated. The wiring is antiquated in some places, and of course, we're primed for any type of attack to bring them down. So this is quite a replacement. But let's back up a little bit because obviously this sounds so phenomenal. So going back in time. To when Nikolai Tesla lived, why didn't this take hold? Why didn't this go forward? What happened? Well, we're not naive, and we realize that that he had friends and he had enemies. Um, there was a time that uh, J.P. Morgan was interested in Tesla's work um, for benefit, for monetary gain, but ultimately J.P. Morgan realized that Tesla was a good man, a, a humanitarian, and that Tesla wanted to bring to the world free energy. And with that, Morgan would no longer finance Tesla. To the contrary, Morgan and, and other powerful people stood in the way of Tesla. 
So the point being is this technology is so so game-changing. It's so different. It, it will catapult, once again, mankind forward. This technology makes obsolete so much of the existing technology. And with that in mind, the powers that be over 100 years ago had a, uh, a rather concrete uh, uh, method, a rather concrete program to uh, destabilize Tesla's work, to uh, deride his effort, and to uh, deny him any funding or any type of a, a claim, any type of a, a proper uh, um, recognition. And with that, Tessa was ostracized. And the latter part of his life, Tessa worked alone and, and continued on with his scalar energy research, but far away from, from, from any uh, notable uh, uh, attraction, whether by academia or the press or anybody. Tessa died essentially uh, alone and forgotten. All of that was orchestrated by the cabal. The cabal did not want this information to get out. So we have what to be... What evil uh, bastards. I'm sorry, yeah. but you know, that's... Yeah. Go ahead, PK. It's, disgust- it's absolutely disgusting that they took what was viable for everyone make sure that the few could lighten their pockets at the expense of the rest of the world. Yes. Yeah, we all became yes. slaves to the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, how are we going to get the energy? We've got to work for it. We've got to mine for it. we got to, you know, it's, and so that's the same elitist group that is interfering today. Yeah, exactly. And, and let's just be blunt about it. There have been wars that have been fought over energy, over oil. There have right. been wars that have been fought over over power that power generation. There is a great deal of concern that our existing power supply, our grid supply, is at jeopardy, either from a terrorist attack or simply it's just outdated. All of that could have been avoided if we would have gone the way of scalar energy with Nikola Tesla, and those problems could have been avoided. The, the wars for oil the wars for gold, the wars and the bloodshed for, for land and for property, all of that, so much of that could have been avoided by giving mankind the resources, the free resources. So that's what I envision. The model is broken. The economic model is broken. We need a new model in which we can overcome scarcity. If you ask any, anyone who's studied economics, scarcity is, is really the, the central pillar that, that mm-hmm. most economic models will revolve around. And if you can remove that scarcity, which is removed by scalar energy, which is a free energy, okay, then we no longer have the problems that we have. We have free energy. We have free health care. We have anti-gravity flying instruments. We're no longer we're no longer encumbered by space and time because a scalar energy instrument can send energy anywhere in the world in an instant. So we overcome the impediment of of time and space. This is the world that Nikola Tesla envisioned, and he was very close to bringing it to fruition, but he was stopped. 
He had all of the experimentation completed. He was ready to go. And he simply needed people to embrace this concept and to help him. Well, as I said, there was a smear campaign, and the, the Illuminati derided him. And Tessa spent his, the last days of his lives in obscurity when he should have been heralded. And to this day, you realize that Tessa is not taught at the, at the collegiate level. They have undermined him to this day. Why? The Illuminati does not want people to know of this suppressed technology. Because somebody else might dig up a few things and, and take, bring it forward again, I would think. That's yeah. one of the reasons. I mean, Tesla was unique in his genius, and he was way ahead of his time. No, no question. However, there are geniuses out there who might have been able to duplicate it had this been brought to their attention. I think some of, some of this has been brought to people's attention who could yes. take this further. But let me ask you about Edison, because Edison was a big, dark figure in this, too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Edison um, really took the side of the money people. And, and mm-hmm. Edison um, really was in it, he, although he was a hard worker, his, one of his main goals was making money and, and building an empire. And he did so. And, you know, uh, we have to look at it uh, from the perspective that Tessa wanted to help mankind, and he was not interested in making money. And, and he was the, be- the better of, of the two men. Tessa was a great researcher and the great discoverer, whereas Edison was really more of a businessman. And, and Edison really did not have the novel uh, genius, the novel uh, gift of experimentation that Tessa did. Um, nobody can compare it to Tessa. So as we see um, back in the day, the world accepted Nikola Tessa's formula his model, which was AC electricity. At that time, um, Edison made a big mistake, and Edison wanted to go the way of DC, direct current, which, which was just uh, implausible. It did not work. It, it was not, it was not uh, feasible. And the world eventually realized that Tesla with AC electricity, with alternating current, was the way to go. The point I'm trying to make is it, – it, Sadly, the world has fixated upon upon this model of, of AC electricity, and we're still stuck in that rut, and we've not been able to graduate from what I call the coal age or the iron age or, mm-hmm. or if you will, the industrial age. We have to leave that behind, and we have to go into the non-physical. And Tesla always stressed this. He, Tesla said, when the... When the scientific community embraces the non-physical realm, meaning energy, information, okay, it will it will catapult, it will springboard mankind ahead, and that's where we have to go. We have to leave the the coal stacks behind. We have to leave the rusting steel mills behind. We have to to, to leave um, the cars, the polluting cars, behind, and we have to go to a new paradigm a scalar energy paradigm in which scalar energy, star energy, powers everything, and it's clean, it's relatively inexpensive, and it's for everybody. It's not just for the elite. It's for everybody. And in so doing, we will break the monopolies. And I am all for breaking the monopolies right now. Those monopolies are holding us back. Scalar energy will break the monopolies. So many monopolies of the world will come tumbling down with scalar energy. 
Yes, and it's it's wonderful. But you know, it's also a challenge and a half to bring this forward without it being shut down again because they were successful in shutting it down originally. And I've I've heard stories. In fact, Bob Luca, if you're listening, please call in because I know you've got a story to share about being involved with a similar type of invention for energy. And it was shut down. It was bought out by a big company. The the plant was closed. End of story. I think it was about a particular generator that they had somebody had invented and these guys were working on. So anyways, it's it's a challenge. Um, because the bigger shark comes along to eat the smaller fish. And so it's, but what you're doing is is bringing it to people's attention, which is so important, Tom, and that's why we love having you on the show, because you bring up the possibilities, and as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is about hope. This is about a new way of life Mm -hmm. that will some, some way make its way here and without interference. But there were other inventors also, Right. that had a piece of this, right? Not just Tesla. Right. right. Let, let me speak about one man, Thomas Moray. Thomas Moray was a, an inventor, a scalar energy inventor. He created what was known as a radiant uh, energy instrument or a scalar energy instrument. And he was simply able to, to erect a, an antenna anywhere in the world. And this antenna would capture star energy, and he was able to power lights, um, a garment, uh, an ironing garment. He was able to power fans with this radiant energy. Now, mind you, the only thing that Thomas Moray had to do was to erect a scalar energy antenna, a miniature tower, capture the energy, and then uh, use that energy to power household appliances. And he demonstrated this. Thomas Moray out of Utah, he demonstrated this a number of times, hundreds of times to people even to government officials, but it went nowhere. And why? Because it was, it was a threat to the status quo. The, the experimentation worked in a flawless capacity. Um, he was of sound mind. He demonstrated this technique time and time again. You would think that the people of that day would embrace this. No, no, there was just too much friction. And, and no matter how much uh, of a genius Thomas Moray was, another scalar energy researcher, uh, the powers that be were, were just dead set against this, and his work never really took off. He was actually, uh, uh, his life was actually threatened a couple times, and he was actually, um, one day he was shot. He was shot in the leg. Oh, um, my God. Um, in, in, a, in, a, in a gunfight. So he, he felt that there was communist uh, infiltration, that the Russian government was um, looking at his work, and he felt that there were Russian spies that had uh, infiltrated um, the society where he was living in Utah. So imagine that, a good man, Thomas Moray, trying to bring forward this this free energy, radiant energy. He called it radiant energy. Um, He had working models. He was able to demonstrate uh, hundreds of times that these, these scalar energy instruments could power household appliances. And uh, he was vilified and, and to the point that uh, um, he, he had to install bulletproof glass in his car. Now, what, what, what way is that to treat an inventor? <laughs> really? When did he live? Um, how, was he before or after? His, he must have been after Tesla. 
Yeah, he, he was pr- prolific back in the, the 30s and 40s. Um, okay. Just a, just a brilliant mind. But you, you just, frankly, you just don't hear too much about him. Now, mm-hmm. I, I've had to dig for, for any type of literature. And by the way, people, if, if you're looking in the public library for literature, you're not going to find it. You're not going to find it because it's, it's suppressed. So you really have to, to go what I would consider esoteric bookstores to find this, this information. Yeah. When Tesla died, I uh, we've been told that his all of his papers were taken by the CIA. That's that's what as I understand it. That's that's as I understand it. Tesla, um, all of his inventions were seized in his New York apartment, and we've never seen them before. Now, that in and of itself is is rather dubious. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if you consider the fact that this man has labored his entire life given the world hundreds upon hundreds of patents. And the day he died, everything was confiscated. Now, that doesn't make much sense, does it? That doesn't make no. much sense. And even if, have you ever tried <laughs> under a FOIA request to get any of the documents? No, no. I, I've, I've looked into it, but I don't know how to go about um, the Freedom of Information Act. I don't know how to go about this. I know other people have tried, and they've been stymied. Nothing is... Nothing is materialized. Uh, imagine that. Everything, everything was stolen by the United States government. Yeah, and it's probably yeah. still considered top secret, so you can't get it even under a FOIA right. request, most likely. Right. And, and, and why? You know, you have to ask yourself, here's the man who gave us AC electricity. Well, they're not, they haven't confiscated his AC elect- electrical devices, inventions, no. What did they confiscate? They probably confiscated his scalar energy inventions, because by that time all, all of his AC um, uh, inventions had attained a, a patent. So what the next phase in his life, the scalar energy phase, that's probably what they were most concerned with, because it's scalar energy that will upset the military-industrial complex. Yes, mm-hmm. right. And the people that are making the money out of the oil and other things at the highest yeah. level, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, when we have to, we need a new paradigm, people, and I think it's become rather apparent that these monopolies are are running our lives. There is an energy monopoly. There's a political monopoly. There's a communications monopoly. There's a news media monopoly. And yeah, you yeah. you really have to put this under the microscope, and you have to say who's behind all of this. And many of the people who own those corporations, those organizations, or many of those people who control the governments are, are the elite, what is known as the Bilderbergers, the Trilateral Commission, and, and at the top, it's the Illuminati. Yeah. And, I mean, it's so obvious now what they're doing and limiting our rights more and more. and trying to make this, uh, you know, a corporation that tells us how we're going to live. Our rights are being compromised, and I'm not just talking about the vaccine at this point. There's other things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's very concerning. We do need a new paradigm, and this may be the answer. Uh, yeah, I pray it is, and, and I'll tell you why, because, it, again, it's the, the pandemic has been so tough on people. And I, I believe, and this is not to cast stones at anybody, but you see that the old paradigm did not work. 
that the, the, the medical community, although valiant in many ways, did not have the answers. Okay? Certainly government did not have the answers during this pandemic. Okay? And certainly the media in many ways did not help. The media did not necessarily tell the true story. So we, have, we need a new medical model. The government has to be overturned, obviously. And the media has to be, in, in many ways, corrected. We, we did not receive the truth from, from the medical community or the government or the media on a consistent basis. And here we are, we're still in the pandemic, and people are still confused, and you're getting conflicting stories. What is the truth? You know, to tell me what is the truth. What, how should we pursue this matter? Well, we, we're, we're finding our way through this pandemic, and hopefully it's, it's, it's going to wind down now. But in retrospect, I think it's fair to say that, and, and, and this is not the men and women behind the medical community, the, the researchers, the physicians, and the nurses, we give them an A+. Plus. They did their best. But it's the politics in the medical community. It's the politics of government. It's the politics of the media and big business. That did not serve the people. That hurt the people. And the, the private agenda, the secret agendas that we see in government today is, is really undermining our lifestyle. It has to change. We cannot let this go on. We can't because it's a stranglehold. And it's tightening its grip. So, yes, yes. We, we need to have a different way of life. But let me ask you, you know, with Moray and with Tesla, they could power entire homes or entire cities yes. with yes. this energy. But how, how, what would it take? I mean, what would it take to recreate those inventions and, and have them use, let's say, PK wants to light and heat and cool her home with this. What would it take to do that? It would just take God's wisdom. I've looked at these inventions from photographs. I don't have the schematics, but I've seen photographs. And it's, it's just engineering. It's just upfront engineering. It's novel. It's different. And it, if, if they had the materials back then in the 30s and 40s and 50s to do that, then certainly we have that, those materials today in our modern-day age. So it's just a matter of, of reverse engineering or going back to their notes and trying to recreate these inventions and bring them to the, to the forefront of mankind. This is what I've been it, trying to do, right? Go ahead. Yeah, and it, it just, it, it, the way you describe it, Tom, it sounds like if PK wanted to power her home this way, for example, she could do that independently. Yes. It doesn't sound like it would take these massive towers set up all over Arizona so that she could power her home. It sounds like she could do this just with these inventions locally, in her own home. Locally, yes. Yeah, locally. Locally in her home, yes, yes. See, that's, um, that's what I think that the key is. Yeah, but the powers that be seem to block anything anybody tries to do to make it viable for the common person to be able to use these things and have them. Instead, it, Big Brother wants to take it and make it on their half. They don't care yeah. about anybody else. You're, it's you're right. It's disgusting. And it's, what, it's really it's a fight against good and evil. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's a fight against good and evil. And Tessa's day, again, I give him great credit. He was a wonderful humanitarian and an incredible inventor. 
and he wanted this for the good of mankind. But he was opposed, and one of the evil people that opposed him was J.P. Morgan and the Rothschilds. They were intimidated by this. Yeah. All they can, because they, they, they saw make. another way for them to own everything, and we could be yeah. their slaves. So exactly. that's what has happened. Um, exactly. And But again, I see the power is truly with the individual. So PK powers are home with us. Nobody, ha- nobody can stop her. You know, if, if PK looks at the schematics and goes, hey, I could do this, gets her hammer and nails and coils out, and <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that's all that's needed, so yeah. uh, it could be done one house at a time. I, and that's what I envision. We, then, we are no longer dependent upon the monopolies. Mm-hmm. We're no longer dependent upon the cabal or the government. We're self-sufficient. And this is what really scares those who want to grab our our constitutional rights, who want to take our liberties away from us. They don't want us to be independent. They want us to be dependent upon them. And this is the control that we've seen throughout this pandemic, the control uh, of uh, people in, in big pharma, the control of big government, the control of big media. Okay, This is not helping us. And I think many people are now disillusioned, and they finally have awakened to the fact that there is a great deal of evil in big pharma, in government, in the media. And, and sadly, this pandemic was, was the tipping point for many people to realize that this is not on our side. These, there are certain undercurrents. There is a certain agenda out there in which the people are not favored not at all. I mean, if you look back at the history of some of these government experiments that have been conducted through the years, it's pretty horrific. And at the time, people didn't know how bad it was going to be, kind of like it is now. People didn't know and don't know how bad it might be. So it's it becomes something that um, we're going to find out eventually, and I think some people are going to be very unpleasantly surprised by what has really been going on. But, again, as you're mentioning, all of this paradigm shift into the scalar world uh, gives us individual power, and especially with illness. I mean, you're talking about using scalar energy with health. We know it works. And how important would that be in a pandemic or pandemic situation? You see, it would, they would have no power. These and these viruses would have no power in the face of scalar energy, right? That's correct. That's correct. And this is this is um, my work. Um, my scalar energy instruments have been shown to uh, break down the molecular bonds, if you will, of viruses, of bacteria, etc. Um, I just read a post that somebody uh, placed on our YouTube channel. And the person said, uh, throughout the pandemic, my family's been healthy and happy. Thank you, Tom, for the sessions. Meaning what? Well, meaning that we've been able to eradicate pathogens during this pandemic. We're, we're able to take a scalar energy instrument and work with a person and uh, to assure them that working at this fundamental capacity, it's fundamental because it's energy, we're able to break down viruses, bacteria, and fungi. And we've seen that throughout the pandemic now. 
So the proof is in the pudding. Uh, meaning what? Well, meaning we've just had just incredible success working with people. Uh, uh, the ability to to uh, eradicate these microbes, these harmful germs, um, uh, it it, it uh, it's the new beginning. It's the hope that we're looking for. This is the promise of scalar energy. Scalar energy is a tool that will allow us to do what we cannot do with electricity. My scalar energy instrument gives me, if you will, mastery control over microbes. That's so important, especially in a time like this of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very crucial. And also, then you don't have to follow anybody's narrative because you are understanding the scalar technology. It's fairly simple to understand how it works, restoring a body into balance again. And because we all have bacteria and viruses and things that live inside our bodies, we all have it. But when it gets out of balance is the issue. When it takes over, that's the issue. But you become self-reliant when you can use the energy in this way. And it's definitely, I would think, for big pharma, a thing they don't want to have get out anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> because, Of course not. You know, pills, medicine. And I'm not saying that the stuff doesn't have a place. Emergency medicine, I think, has always been pretty good in this country. Um, but what I'm talking about is more of what you brought up with the pandemic, with the um, with all different kinds of accidents that can happen that where you need a you know, bone set or something like that. Even though scalar can help with the with the healing, there's some mechanical things that uh this type of medicine uh can really make a difference with. But chronic illness, forget it. It's it's no. our medical system can't help. So it's it's very important, I think, to to look at things this way. I'm thrilled that you're talking about it tonight. Just thrilled. This is great. You know, to give the audience a, a quick overview, um, the Rockefellers started to to finance our universities and finance many of the pharmaceutical companies, and they did not do that out of the the blessings of their heart. They did that to control the industry. Now, this has been going on for over a hundred years, and many people are are on top of this. But as a quick overview, the Rockefellers more or less ingratiated themselves into the pharmaceutical industry, into the uh, universities today. And with all of that in mind, they've been able to have a, a stranglehold on academia, a stranglehold on big pharma. And at the end of the day, many of those companies, big pharma, um, are owned by the Rockefellers. Many of that, the revenue from pharmaceutical products leads to their doorstep. And to this mm-hmm. day, many of the universities that they have served to, to um, provide funding for and provide grants for, all that funding, those grants serve to once again spin the wheel and to promote, to beget this big pharma model. So you need the universities, you need big pharma, you need the media, and you put all of that together. This is one colossal uh, uh, monopoly. It's big medicine, big medicine, and it is funded in in many ways, not exclusively, but it's been been funded over 100 years by the Rockefellers who, who took over academia, who took over big pharma, in many ways who took over advertising. 
and who took over and, and were able to ingratiate themselves in big government. So if, if any of you want some literature on this, I, I'll refer you to a, a few uh, a great books. L- look, at, l- look at the history of the Rockefellers and look how they've dominated this landscape. And, and they've done it from A to Z, meaning everything, not just big pharma, but everything that's involved with that, down to advertising, down to marketing, down to providing grants for universities and colleges, down to lobbying. They, they control the lobbyists. Why? It's a trillion-dollar industry. That's why. And also, what you're offering with Scalar is a health-based system. And what we have now is a sickness-based system. I mean, let's face it, pharmaceutical companies need us to be sick in order to make a profit. So that's what the system continues to generate is more sickness, whereas the scalar, it's about creating more health. Mm -hmm. It's about being able to sustain yourself with the star energy, with the, uh, the tools that you have created, Tom, and I know there's there's other uh, Tesla, I guess I've seen sets of instruments that people have in their possession and use. So it makes you more independent with your own health care, which is, yes. again, terrific. So you don't have to be forced into vaccination if you don't want to be. You don't have to uh, follow anybody else's narrative. You can just be in a health-centered situation with healthcare. That's it. Right. Very if, different if look, than what we have now. Absolutely. If you look at the medical model, much of it is predicated upon consumption, consumption of of, of, of pharmaceutical products, consumption of, mm-hmm. of surgery, etc. Now, that that all leads to what? To, to to the ability for the medical model to to beget itself. It, it's consumption. And, and this yeah. begets itself because we we see that that big pharma is allowed to to sell um, these pharmaceutical products. We see that surgery is mandated, and we see that problems are not necessarily solved, but rather they're if you will perpetuated. Well, the same thing with the energy paradigm. Consumption is the mandate. Consume oil and gas. Okay. No, we, we don't want renewable energy because you can't make money off of that. So it's predicated upon consumption, and which is scarcity. So the energy model, which is predicated on consumption and leading people to be dependent upon oil, gas, and nuclear, is the same model of the medical industry predicated upon consumption, the, the need for medicine, big pharma, for surgery, all predicated upon what? This revenue system. It, it never right. solves the problem. It, the, the problem is begetted by offering another, a, another means to consume, another means to spend. It, it's, it, well, doesn't exactly. it doesn't well, solve the energy issue. It doesn't solve the disease. It, no. And look at how many drugs are out there. And how many of them cure anything? Very few. Right. Right. Most of them are just symptom uh, treatments, and usually the medication causes an adverse effect in some way. It might or might not, but if it does, then you get another pill for that. I mean, we don't take aspirin 
because we have an aspirin deficiency. So there's something else going on that's creating pain and that may require medication. But with Scalar, it appears you can get closer to the origin and treat it there. Yes. So yes, lots please. of possibilities with Scalar that we uh, that we don't have with traditional medicine. But it is, I mean, they need us to be sick. They need us to be customers. Yes. Yes. They want us to consume. Yes, they want us to consume. The more oil we consume, the better. The more pills we consume, the better. Mm -hmm. It's consumption. It's not predicated upon solving a problem. It's predicated upon revenue enhancement. Consumption. Exactly. Exactly. We have somebody on the line here with a question. Do you have something, uh, PK? Let me let you go first. No, I was just going to say... If you try to watch TV, we'll just say, for instance, just to relax, you get bombarded with all the medications that they're showing you. People that didn't know they were sick, all of a sudden they hear about all of this possibility and all of a sudden the little buttons go off and they go to their doctor and they're asking for some of these things. No idea what it's really going to do for them. But because we see it 24-7, you can't watch TV for a half hour or an hour without having at least two or three different medicines being shown. doesn't yes. matter what channel you're on. Yes, and, yeah. and what is so pertinent about that, PK, it's the system. It's not just Big Pharma that's advertising. Mm-hmm. It's the media, the news outlets that are, allow that. It's the advertising people that work for the, the news agencies. It's, mm-hmm. it's the entire system. It's the... Uh, uh, not only the pharmaceutical products, but even the oil industry that helps promote the energy industry that helps promote big pharma. All of this is tied together. This is the spider web that has to be broken. And the way you break the spider web is with scalar energy. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. In other words, the new paradigm cannot be another spider web. The new paradigm is no spider web. You cannot have all of these entangling alliances, as I refer to them. You cannot have this subterfuge with one industry, uh, if you will, uh, filling the coffers of another industry. None of this serves to help us. This is simply money generation. This is revenue generation in which we never solve a problem. Right. That's what it is in a nutshell. So let me get to this caller. There's a question here, so hang on. Hi, you're live on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is uh, Hugh. What a fantastic show to open open people's minds. You know, I did an interview that I hope I can give in this show that will complement everything that Tom is talking about, and I don't know if you ever had a chance to listen to it, but if I can give that information. But prior to that, I just wanted to interject. You know, John F. Kennedy talked about secret societies. Look what happened to him. Also, it's verifiable on the Internet. During the Second World War, our government was testing nerve gases on the New York subway system without telling anybody. And other things in business, uh, Walmart paid a fine of $82 million for dumping pesticides down storm drains. 
They paid the finance wow. in and out of the consciousness of people. So what I did in this interview even has documents to show, and they've tried to take me out, but again, it's a spiritual journey that we're all on. And if you raise your consciousness and energies through what he's talking about with the scalar energies, uh, if you have the right kind of heart-to-God connection, you'll see your way through anything. So I, I'm just delighted that you brought me on to get this information out to combine it with this show. And I'll give the interview I did now. I don't know if you ever listened to it, but if you go on YouTube, just put Dave. He's a cybersecurity expert. Dave interviews Hugh, H-U-G-H, Charlson, T-R-A-U-L-S-E-N, Bayside Live TV, and that will direct you in the interview to a big website. One of the pages on the website actually has a front-page Wall Street Journal article I was written up in, in 1983, which triggered an investigation that eventually led to the resignation of Jim Wright from Speaker of the House in shame. The article beautifully described back then how special interests and lobbyists have totally corrupted Washington. It was before Ross Perot talked about it. So we're on a very, uh, uh, it's a critical time for people to really be self-empowered. I just want to, as I finish up here, give one book, just the title of it, to think about it and contemplate it and then come back to Tom for his scale of energy. This was a book that was so helpful to me in my youth, and it's timeless. It's titled How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. Thank you so much ah, for bringing me yeah. on. Yes, well, oh, thank you. you, Hugh, for your call. Really appreciate it. Yeah. And oh, that's, that's a great book. that we need. Yeah, that's the yep. hope that we need, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, sure. I, I don't know if, if people quite figure it out, but a lot of people, if you just get out of that rut and, and you do not allow yourself to become disillusioned, that in and of itself is a victory. And what am I getting at? Well, don't necessarily believe everything you see on TV. Don't don't get caught up in that. You know, oh, that's for form sure. Your, yeah, form your <laughs> yeah. new your own paradigm. Don't listen to that baloney. Don't don't let them feed your mind. Don't don't become bedazzled by their lies. Yeah, and we know they're lying. I mean, it, this is all narrative yeah. at this point. Yeah. There is yeah. nothing there that's straight news. It's just not there anymore. I'm, I'm going to interject this. Um, there was a um, a program that, that the Gates Foundation had for for India and for Africa. And if you do your homework and, and you take a really good look at, at the track record of the Gates Foundation in India and Africa, it, it's a disaster. It's just it's a disaster what what uh, what their policies have produced. So moving forward, you know, be mindful. Um, don't don't allow that mistake that the Gates Foundation uh, perpetuated throughout India and Africa. Don't let them do that to you here uh, in North America or anywhere, for that matter. The, there is a cabal and there is a plan out there to to um, control mankind. And this pandemic, as as we know, this pandemic is part of their 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 plan to control us. Well, it absolutely is. I mean, I was looking at a an old Jesse Ventura show, you know, Conspiracy Theory. Remember that yeah. show from long ago? Yeah. 2009. 
they were talking about this pandemic, and they had a medical doctor and researcher on who flew in from Panama and told them that this was going to happen, that we were going to be tricked into this particular pandemic, but the purpose of it was to sterilize people. That was the purpose with these vaccines. So that's what she said. I think there's more than that even now going on. But that's what she said. And she said, and as soon as we're done with this interview, I'm getting right back on the plane and leaving this country because I know it's coming. So it's, you know, there it is. That's what happened. Exactly. Patricia, that, PK, that's exactly what happened in India and Africa, that this program, Mm -hmm. this, this vaccination program did not help people. And many of those people have, uh, have now medical conditions resulting from that immunization, that vaccination program, and many of the women are, are sterile. Well, what's the point? Well, they're trying to reduce the world population. Why not sterilize people to serve that purpose, to serve that diabolical purpose to reduce the world population? Right. That's right. And these people... I mean, it's just not being reported accurately uh, by the CDC and other organizations as to how many people have already died from the vaccine. So somebody was talking about that today and saying how unless you receive two doses of vaccine and then die, there just one dose of vaccine and then you die, and usually that's what happens. If you're going to die from it, you'll die before the two weeks is up for the next vaccine. They're counting that death as a death from COVID unvaccinated. But it isn't. It isn't. And she showed all of the data. She said this is a death from the vaccine. They died before they could get the second vaccine. So it's so interesting the way all of this can be spun. And this is what people have to be aware of. There is a big spin out there on so many things. And you can believe what you want. But we all on this show, and I know you feel the same way, Tom, suggest you do your research. And there is data to be found. It's there. You can find it. It, It's not completely hidden. You can see it, and you can read it, and you can understand it. So we suggest that you do. Um, So, Tom, tell us more, if you would, about your technology, how it works, and how people can get in touch with you about it. Okay. So uh, I am, once again, working with scalar energy. Uh, I have developed, invented scalar energy instruments. Now, these are not electrical uh, instruments. These are not electromagnetic in character. And what I've discovered with these instruments is I'm able to break down the molecular bonds or the molecular structure of a microbe, a virus, or a bacterium. And this is the tool of scalar energy. It's, it's not my ability. This simply is, is the, the way scalar energy behaves. Scalar energy controls a molecular bond. Well, I simply reverse a molecular bond, and what happens? It, it negates. It breaks down. So if I can negate the molecular bond of a virus or a bacterium or a parasite, what happens? That virus, bacterium, parasite breaks down. You know, I actually... Uh, deconstruct its molecular integrity. And I only can do that with a scalar energy instrument. You cannot do that with electricity or magnetism. So the, the instruments that I've worked with and I've developed show me, 
and this has been proven thousands of times, it's a guaranteed process now, that I can break down pathogens, germs, microbes. And I, I have many people that I've been working with throughout this pandemic, and they're healthy. So I'll let, the only way I can prove that is, is by the results from the people. You know, I can't prove that myself. And I let the people bring forward their testimonies, and those testimonies mm-hmm. speak speak volumes. You know, the proof is in the pudding. Now, to, to now you also Google, have other other types of things, though, besides that microbe uh, disintegration treatment. There's you have anti aging, right? And you have right. several others. I think you have a also a brain balancing one, don't you? Right. Uh, uh, let me explain. So with scalar energy, again, we can control the molecular bonds of matter. And, and I'm able to use a scalar energy instrument to create vitamins or minerals or amino acids or fatty acids or phytochemicals. And imagine that, sending energy into the human body to be able to create micronutrients. Well, that's the game changer that we're looking for. So all of this is done by way of energy instructions. In other words, one instrument will will use energy instructions to break down a germ, a virus, or a bacterium. Another instrument will use energy instructions to create a a vitamin or a mineral or an antioxidant. All of this thereby avoids, overcomes scarcity. Remember, we were going back to that economic model. We no longer have to worry about scarcity with scalar energy. Scalar energy is the tool that we want. Scalar energy allows us to get away from that consumptive behavior. We don't have to consume uh, uh, drugs. We don't have to consume uh, pharmaceutical products. We simply administer light energy. Clean, pure starlight will, will provide these functions that we need. That's the game changer. So... Uh, just to review, I, I have scalar energy instruments that can break down germs, microbes, and toxins, and I have other scalar energy instruments that can create a favorable uh, nutritional constitution, such as uh, the ability to create minerals and, and antioxidants and neurotransmitters in the body, and in so doing, that will, I believe, uh, lead to longevity, to lead to a, a program of anti-aging. I, I feel that I've been on this program now for years, and I feel that I am able to uh, prolong my life. I'm, I think I'm having a, a uh, I'm a senior citizen, and I feel great. And I think I can attribute that in part because I am on, under these scalar energy sessions, and I'm I'm disease free. Right, and Thank you me. can also use this to treat animals, pets, right? That's right, that's right. I, I have uh, many people who send me um, the, their photographs of their pets, their dogs, cats, even horses. Some farmers send me photographs of their livestock, and I work with their, their livestock. Now, let me clue the audience in. Again, these are scalar energy instruments. They don't work like electricity. Um, And in so doing, I work with people remotely by way of their photograph. So people do not come to me. Rather, I work with their photograph, which is their force field. And that's that's one of the key elements that I'm looking at with this type of energy, whereby we no longer have to worry about 
visiting uh, a particular clinic. Instead, you are able to send your photograph, and we can gain access to you by way by way of your force field. So a photograph of a person carries their force field. So all people have to do is just email you a photograph, and you yes. can take it from there. Yes, exactly. And that's the game changer that we're looking at. So at least as far as this, this medical model, I have solved the problem. I've solved the problem for microbial infection. I've solved the problem for poor nutrition. And I can do it all by way of one scalar energy instrument. You don't have to run around the world to a clinic. And I can do it all by way of a person's photograph. You don't have to, again, be physically present. And all of this is done by way of light. It's inexpensive. If I tried to duplicate what I'm doing today with non-physical energy, if I tried to duplicate this with chemicals, with drugs, various type of nutritional products, it would cost me hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe billions of dollars every year to, to accomplish what I can accomplish at pennies on the dollar. So instead of having a multi-billion dollar clinic, I have a, a laboratory in which I can perform all of these functions by way of a photograph, pennies on the dollar. Now, again, going back to the models, that, the economic models that we were speaking about, you know, this is the game changer, and this is going to break the monopoly. Well, yeah, it's very empowering. Now, the one that I was really impressed with, because every once in a while you run a free trial, and I always hop in on those because I like to see what's new and what you're doing. And the last one I tried, I believe it was for um, just balance and, you know, balance in your brain. You know, if you're hitting low spots or whatever, it would, it would kind of even them out. I was really, really surprised how well that worked. Yes, Those yes. treatments you're... that you were offering, I mean, I don't have any problems with depression or anything like that, thank God. However... I felt so uplifted during that trial period. It, it was terrific. I was very, very pleasantly surprised by the power of that treatment. Okay, so you're referring to what we call endorphins and neurotransmitters. Now, that's it. Keep in mind. Thank you. Keep thank you. Yeah, keep in mind. I'm working with people remotely by way of their photograph. I'm working with their auric field or their 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 uh, if you will their non-physical spirit body. And I'm able to assemble, I'm able to create endorphins and neurotransmitters by light. By light. That's incredible. So once again, you don't have to visit a clinic. You simply email me your photograph. I download into your photograph um, various endorphins and neurotransmitters. And the upshot, the result is people are happy. The upshot is people, they, they feel elated. Many people say that they, uh, that, that they have this, this, if you will, this zest for life finally. Now, this is across the board for all ages. So it works. To, you know, to, it it in does some capacity, work. Yes. Yeah, in some capacity, I, it does work. Oh, it works. It works very well, and I highly recommend that as well as all the other ones that you're doing. But 
especially now when things are so stressful and so trying and it seems like every day there's another scandal, there's another betrayal that comes out in the mm-hmm. open or there's another thought of a mandate that's going to you know, take away your livelihood if you don't do what they say and this tyrannical government that's trying to take our rights. It's very, very much a Debbie Downer, let's say it that way. It is unpleasant across the board. So a treatment like that is very, very helpful that you offer. Yeah, and many people have come to us during this pandemic, and, and we've placed them on the endorphin and neurotransmitter. And let's face it, it's, it's brain chemistry. These are brain chemicals in many ways. Yeah, they're also in the microbiome, but it makes people happy. You know, when, when you're working with uh, various types of uh, neurotransmitters, acetylcholine, dopamine, um, epinephrine, etc., cetera, uh, the, these really drive the, the attitude, serotonin, okay, oxytocin. These really drive our temperament. And many people feel that, that sense of elation when they're on this program. Yeah, that's what I was feeling from it. I thought it was terrific. And that was in a very short period of time. I forget what the trial period was, if it was two weeks or more, but it was very effective. I think, though, you should, and I mentioned this earlier, and PK and I were talking about it, I think we need a frequency, a scalar frequency to break people out of any brainwashing they may have experienced in the last two years. <laughs> How about there's that? There's so much. Yeah, there's <laughs> been so much. You know, I'm, I'm going to offer people, go to our website. We offer 15 days of free sessions. If you've never heard of us before, visit scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R, scalarlight.com. Anybody in the world can sign up for 15 days of free sessions. Yeah, and there you go. It's free. It gives you a chance to experience this, see if you notice any positive changes. I'm sure you will because it's a a wonderful experience. And there's really no effort on your part. You just reap the benefits of what Tom is offering. So it (laughs) couldn't be easier. Yeah, it's the easiest thing in the world. But we definitely need that no brainwashing frequency. (laughs) How does this work with young does this work for youngsters as well? Oh yes, yes. We many parents put their their uh, their children on it. I I have some mm-hmm. some mothers that put their infants on it. Yes, yeah. It's for everybody, regardless of your age. It's for everybody. There's no age. Yeah, that's yeah. the best part. It's ageless. It is ageless. That's and and again, it's star energy. It's you know, I realize mm-hmm. people have never heard of, some people have never heard of scalar energy. What is it? It's from the stars. There's nothing more more natural than star energy, people. I, I never work with chemicals. I never work with any man-made chemical. I work with the energy of the stars, which is pure. It's immaculate. It's divine energy. So there's no side effects. When you're working with immaculate energy, it's not a chemical. Right. Yeah. Right, and it's, again, this is all natural, no side effects. It's it's just a, a wonderful thing. Now, uh, can you tell us any other examples where you have used scalar energy and received a really good result, whether it was with your beautiful St. Bernard or somebody else's pet or somebody in their life that had things turn around from scalar energy? 
Sure, I'm going to give you this example. Some dairy farmers have used my services, and their cows have, have increased their milk production, and they see that their cows are healthier. Okay, now obviously a cow does not realize it's being treated with scalar energy. So if the milk production goes up and the cows are not don't have the microbial infection that they once had, then something must be happening. Okay, because again, a, a cow does not prop practice proper hygiene. Um, I've, I've worked with uh, um, infants before. Sometimes mothers put their infants on this program because there's some type of bacterial infection. And I've worked with infants, and we see a quick turnaround with infants. Well, obviously a child that's, that's not of the age of reason does not understand scalar energy. So there's no placebo effect is what I'm getting at. Um, We've also, for the past two years, been working in Delhi, India. There's an HIV-AIDS clinic in Delhi, India. Now, keep in mind, we work with people by way of their photograph. People send us photographs. We don't work in person with anybody. And after working with these people in Delhi, India, some of them have gone on to get a, a, a blood work, and the blood work is excellent, and some of them have had a PCR test, and there's no viral load after our sessions. And some of them have simply gained weight, and they feel much better. Now, I'll let the audience draw the conclusion because it's a new and emerging science. And, you know, I've never been to India, so I cannot vouch for their health. But these people tell me that they're gaining weight, that they no longer have any viral load for HIV. So there's, there's probably some cause and effect relationship there. Mm-hmm. You, can't prove that. You, you can't prove that by Newtonian physics because this is – this is quantum physics. Right. And then also these are anecdotal experiences, which at this point, that's okay, right. too. I mean, there's plenty of new technology that's coming out, and that's the best people can get is anecdotal technology, um, anecdotal, uh, you know, responses to the technology. But that's okay. Again, you know, somebody's getting a good result. That's tremendous. Doesn't mean you're going to get one with every single thing that's out there, but this is something that is, again, it, you're offering this to people as a trial for free, so why not try it? Yeah, yeah, and that's the way we look at it. It's every, Everything is new and, and upcoming with scalar energy, and I say that because it's never been done before. So every day is a learning experience for me, but the results are phenomenal. You know, we're having great results. So this is fundamental energy, and this energy does what you tell it to do, and we're seeing a, a new paradigm in health emerging. Mm-hmm. And, Tom, if there are two people in the picture and they, you need both of them, you'd like to have both of them treated, is it all right to send the picture in of two individuals oh, sure. in one picture? Oh, okay. oh, sure. No problem. Oh, sure. Uh, actually, what, what they're doing in, at the clinic in India, sometimes they send me photographs of 100 people or 200 people in a collage. Now imagine oh what, I'm, what I'm dealing with. Sometimes in, in any given week in, in the past, sometimes I've received, I don't know, 5,000 uh, photographs of 5,000 people just from this one clinic in India. And I, I think it's outside of their clinic also. So the word is getting out that the people in the clinic feel great, so their relatives are, are now agreeing to be photographed. There, there have been some weeks that I've received over uh, over 5,000 uh, people in in collage oh photographs of five thousand people from India in one week. That's terrific. Mm-hmm. Terrific. That's oh my goodness. It's, it's great. 
It's really great. And, I mean, I'm familiar with one of your clients uh, who had been diagnosed, I think, with herpes, which is very difficult to get rid of. And she signed up for treatment. I think she did like six months of treatment. And she said at the end of the day she went back and was tested. And guess what? It was gone. That's really not likely with any traditional treatment. So she was really happy. The, the proof is in the pudding. I'm glad you, you bring that out. And it, it's still anecdotal. And the reason I say that, we're working with, in a different paradigm. You, know, you cannot prove scalar energy with, by way of Newtonian physics. In other words, what, what the medical community has developed today is still Newtonian physics. There is no testing for scalar it's a new paradigm, that's why. Well, yeah, and even if you could test it, I mean, the way we test things is pretty barbaric. I mean, if you look at the fact that you sign up for a trial, you don't know if you're getting a placebo or the real medication. Right. And you may also have to have the skin biopsies, not pleasant, blood drawn, yes. not pleasant, x-rays, whatever. You know, it's <clears throat> what I'm saying is, the way we test, the way we monitor is normally not a very pleasant experience. And sometimes it's really tough for people in these, uh, in these research dynamics to get people to sign up because they know they're not, they're not guaranteed the medication. So they're taking a crapshoot. They're taking their own time to drive to these facilities, and it may or may not help them. It may have a terrible side effect. They're guinea pigs. So, yeah, the way we test these things is not comfortable for the most part. Well, uh, uh, there, there's a new way, people, and that's, that's the gist of our conversation tonight. This new technology, just keep in mind, scalar energy is from the sun, the stars. It's a, it's a clean, divine energy. This has nothing to do with, with the oil industry. It's not a chemical. It's, it's not a drug. It's pure essence of God. This is the future. In other words, nothing can go wrong when you're working with this information system, when you're working with this pure energy. This is the key. There's so many, there's so many drawbacks working in the chemical industry. Chemicals can be hazardous to health. This is, has nothing to do with it. There's no chemical here. This is the key. This is the game changer we're waiting for. That's fabulous. What we need this. You're yeah, we need this. And thank you, Tom, for being so generous and giving people a 15-day free trial. That it's just wonderful. So people can try it out risk-free and see if it works for them. Yeah, so I, I want to thank both great. of you. I want to thank both of you for this platform, and I want to thank both of you for speaking the truth, especially during this pandemic. This has been tough. Let's face it. It's been a tough two years for people around the world. And the truth will set us free. And I thank both of you. You're you're both at the top of my list. Both of you are luminaries as far as I'm concerned because you're not afraid to speak out. you, You cannot be intimidated by anybody. Speak the truth. And the truth is coming out. And I think a lot of people are now starting to wake up. And they're starting to realize not everything is on the up and up in the world. (laughs) <laughs> that there's been a lot of there, there's been a lot of people with agendas that have not helped us. These agendas are are designed to 
to beget the people behind these agendas. Yeah, it's these are not uh, for our benefit. That's that is for sure. These are not for our benefit. So you have to again dig deeper, take a look. I mean, I took a risk and I put a photograph out on social media. I knew it was going to get some backlash from, but it really did tell the truth in my opinion. I thought the photograph was a good match for what's going on. And it was interesting what happened. Uh, you know, eventually, well, at first somebody said something about, oh, you're not doing your civic duty and this and that, and how can you link these things together? And, you know, it was this diatribe. And then somebody wrote in and said, oh, I know you, I respect you, but I'm not sure what to believe. You know, and I have to say that most of the comments uh, were kind of like that, that they were like, I don't know what to believe. I'm confused. And you know it's um it's it's very telling that that people are are so are are just so mixed up about what's going on, and so yeah, it's important that we speak out and say, "Well, this is what I found, and you can do your own research on it and see if it confirms for you or it doesn't, but here's something somebody wrote about this photograph, and they said. Why, why, why would you even consider getting a shot with a 10% reaction rate and a 3 to 5% death rate for a disease that has a 99.95% cure rate? Mm-hmm. So, well you know, and, I, and I, that statement I know is true because mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to virologists, I've talked to uh, medical researchers, I am a medical researcher, so I do I do my research. I figure it out. I look at it. I understand what they're saying. I don't listen to the narrative because that's just nonsense. But there are a lot of people out there like us who are doing their due diligence. They are weighing their choices, and everybody is entitled to make their own choice about this. But it is a heavy burden right now for people to have to face these choices. It really is. Yeah. And well spoken once again. And and mm-hmm. let me add to that. This this is a new program. This is a new vaccine. It does not have a long standing track record. And, no, it and the, many people in the public have been deceived that this had had glowing reports that this had long standing support and trials. No, it's a new vaccine. How could it have a long standing track record? So you you've, you've got to. You have to pierce that narrative. You have to remove your, yourself from, from those lies and from those half-truths, and you have to say to yourself, why, what's the point here? Why are we being lied to? Yeah, you have to ask those hard questions and see if you can get the right answers. I mean, I, I talk to people who, are, who I know who work for pharmaceutical companies. They're statisticians for pharmaceutical companies. And when all this started, they dug up the research on the animal studies. They, you know, they talked to people. I interviewed people to see what was going on. I got a lot of different information from these people than what the mainstream media had to say. A lot of very different information. So it's it makes sense again to go the extra mile. It's your life. It's your body, and 
Make sure that you're making the right decision for you. I have no problem if somebody wants to have a vaccine. That's their choice. But yes, there's a lot more going on than just that right now. Right, right. Well, again, I, I salute you, you, you both for what you've done and the fact that you, you promulgate the truth. You're, you're not afraid to speak out. I think in the long run, it's, it's going to be a tough year or two year down the road, but I think a lot of people will see that um, this vaccination program was not the answer that they were anticipating. Yeah, I think people are in for some big surprises, unfortunately, with this, yeah. um, and they're yeah. not good ones. But, yeah. again, it's uh, there's so much going on, and I know, PK, you have talked about that a lot, just even from the numbers of everything that's going on. People are getting hit from all sides. But you have to use critical thinking and to figure it all out and to see what's really behind the curtain so that you don't experience just sleight of hand, you know, look over here, and then meanwhile something bad is going on over there. So, yeah, yeah. we all have to keep keep watch a close watch on it. Yeah, too much sleight of hand, I'm afraid. Too much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. And we, we, have to, we always have to consider <clears throat> what are the motivating forces? Well, money and pride and position and, and control. Power. Sadly, mm-hmm. yeah, power. Money, power, control—that those are right. those must enter into this equation. You must not. We can't be naive. Some people are doing this for money and power and control. Right. Too many. How much? How much money are these pharmaceutical companies making? Take a look at that. Right. Take a look at the money that's being generated. It's astronomical, and yet their their people are not being mandated to take the vac- vaccine isn't that interesting so you yeah. know pay attention to all this stuff we care about our audience we respect our audience and the, and we respect the right to for everybody to make their own decisions so no yeah. judgment no matter what anybody wants to do about this it's their choice but tom how can people get a hold of you we're running out of time so please sure. tell people how to reach you uh, the website is scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R, scalarlight.com. Um, send in photographs of your entire family. We'll, we'll treat your family and your pets. Visit the website. You'll learn more about our sessions on scalarlight.com. And if you uh, have trouble finding it, you can go to supernaturalgirls.com. We have a logo there for scalarlight.com that you can just click on. It'll take you right to Tom's website. So, Tom, once again, thank you so much. It was a very enjoyable discussion and very enlightening. Always. Thank you. Always. Thank, thank you, Tom. Okay. Thank you. As always, it helps turn things around for people. Yeah. A better world. So next week we'll be world. back with another great show, everybody. And until then, see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.